Hey, this is Kim Delarosa, and you are listening to the Mindful Health Podcast, the place where we share science-backed research on how to balance mental health, wellness, and everyday life. Happy New Year. We are in 2024. That is amazing. Um, today, we're actually going to talk about some new ideas, new theories, new way of thinking entering into the new year. And it's not about resolutions or making plans. In fact, it's something that's actually much deeper and more relatable, if that makes sense. And if you're interested, then keep listening because we're about to go right now. Hello and welcome. Thank you so much for stopping by the podcast. Uh, happy New Year and all of that good stuff. <laughs> I was actually going to say Feliz Navidad, but I was like, no, we're past that. <laughs> and yeah, we're actually entering into a new year. We are in January of 2024. It's been 11 days to the day now that we are in this new year. And obviously, this is usually the time of year where people like to expand on resolutions and great ways to sticking to whatever goals that you plan on this year. Um, you know, new ways of enlightenment, new ways of wellness, just a lot of new, a lot of new things to incorporate, um, new habits to build. And while all of that is really, you know, perfectly acceptable, especially during this time of year, I noticed that this year I actually wanted to just do something different. And it goes back to, again, December. Like, I have not recorded an episode since the 1st of December. And there is a good reason. And it's because December was nuts. Like, And what's funny is when I explain this to a lot of people, um, like in my inner circle, I realize that I am not the only one who has felt the ridiculousness of life in the month of December. And I guess it's also like healing its way and flooding its way into January too, because so far, even though it's been 11 days in the new year, I've actually had some craziness happen too. Um, I did a lot of traveling in December. It was a lot of writing in December. It was a lot of jobs, um, especially during the holiday season, a lot of deadlines, a lot of things that needed to be closed up before the new year started. And then of course we're in the new year. So a lot of like new things are happening. So it's just a lot of a lot of work, if I could say, um, just a lot of work, a lot of planning, a lot of organizing. And obviously I have, you know, balancing family and stuff and my personal life, as well as my professional writing life. And again, this is all about, you know, taking balance, right? That's what the podcast is about. That's what I created it for is to learn and show you guys how to balance this. And one of the things that I'm starting to, I guess, implement in my life and understanding completely is the idea of understanding that you can't really do it all, all in one place, all in one like sitting. So there's so many different ideas that I at least want to try this year. Um, obviously, like I have a book that I'm writing and I'm trying to make sure that my book proposal comes out. Um, I'm also seeing other of my favorite writers who are like posting their like book proposals. A lot of them are launching their books this year, which is absolutely amazing. There's a whole bunch of other um, projects that are coming in the works as well. But again, this all comes back to this idea of not being able to do everything all at once and 
this overwhelming flooding emotion of shame. And it's one of the, I guess, not really so much resolutions or goals, but I feel like it's one of the things that I want to be aware of, especially when we're entering into the new year. And that is the idea of just shame and guilt for not completing or doing the things that you or I or anyone, you know, had tended to do for ourselves and for our life and for the betterment of our future and thinking that we're falling behind in a way. So there is this little, I guess, theme, especially for people that are in this level of life. And it's usually with like between like the mid twenties all the way to like the mid early thirties. And it's a lot of retrospective. It's a lot of thinking. It's a lot of analyzing. It's a lot of looking back on your decisions and thinking, hmm, maybe I should have done this differently, or maybe I should have done that differently and so on and so forth. And it's also realizing, okay, this is my life right now. So where do I go from here on out? Where do I move forward? And yes, we can plan and yes, we can organize and yes, we can do as many things as we want, but obviously life will have plans of its own and will derail us and will put us in different areas of our life that we never anticipated or expected. And it's really not so much of like, hey, just just go with the flow. It's more of less not being down on ourselves when it comes to like so much shame and guilt and feeling like a failure. And usually when, especially this time of year, people like to not just create goals that they want to achieve for the new year, but they are also reflecting on the goals that they didn't achieve last year of the goals that they thought that they would actually achieve and accomplish and have some type of momentum. But as life would have it, you'd have different things blocking the way. And I just wanted to, I guess, come here and just share that experience because I've experienced that as well. There's so many things that I wanted to get done last year that I couldn't because life had different plans or there were other things that were put on a priority. So there are a lot of things that I had to push in the back burner. Um, things like, you know, like my nutrition, like obviously I'm not in a really bad diet, but I'm trying to, you know, be more conscientious of what I'm eating and trying to be more, you know, in the mindset of mindful eating in a way. Obviously I wanted, that was one of the big goals that I had last year and I couldn't because I was, had so many other things. And especially if you're a parent, like to small children, if you're a mom, like, that's a very hard goal <laughs> to like try unless you have, you know, an army of people helping you then, you know, go for it. But then there's other goals, you know, like a lot of people that I talk to talk about career goals that they wish that they were at this level of their career or family or homes or something like that. Especially now, like a lot of people think that they should have a home by now. And if they don't, then it's just very shameful and they feel very guilty about it. And I wanted to discuss about shame because one is a yucky feeling, but this is something that we all feel, every single person in the entire globe, like everyone feels shame, just like everyone feels happiness, everybody feels shame and guilt. But how this affects the your day to day is actually really, really, really important to understand. Because even if the feeling of guilt or shame may feel very small or may feel very short-lived at the time that you're expressing or feeling that emotion, it trickles down to your life in a magnificent and crazy, crazy way. And I say magnificent because it's something so small, like something so small, something 
that, that, that like could seem just very minuscule when it comes to shame or guilt, but we create it and we magnify it into a big thing. And it's, it's actually weird because when we look at awesome, happy things, they're very short lived. Like we experience the happiness, but then they're very short lived. But then if we experience things like something that happened to us, or we experience some type of shame or guilt, then all of a sudden, like, we will remember that for like ever and ever and ever, you know, (laughs) and it's just the brain. It's like the brain trying to remind us to continue living and to continue sticking with our goals and stuff. But we're human beings, and we're constantly going to feel shame and guilt. And not only does it come from, I guess, our inner dialogue of us trying to think of like, okay, I need to be better. I need to do this. I want to be a better version of myself. I want to do that. So I want to keep trying and keep trying. But it's also the pressure of external things too. If you have a job that is very high demand and they want to make sure that you're doing the best with your job. And if you're balancing family life or other things in your life while working, again, that could be very stressful too. And if you're, you know, a stay at home mom, and if you're trying to balance family and doing all the things while still trying to have some type of self care for yourself, that's a balance too. And oftentimes, there are going to be things that are going to be taken into consideration as high priority more than other things. But just because that you have a season of things not going your way, it does not mean that that's going to be your life in general. So when it comes to shame and guilt, first of all, let's just define the two of them because two of them, sometimes they could feel the same, but they're actually really different. So when it comes to like shame and guilt, while they're kind of like in the same category because they could lead to emotional outcomes of like depression, but guilt and shame are, could be very, very good, like different. So when it comes to guilt, if guilt is used as guilt could be used as some type of motivator in a way like if someone feels guilty about doing something that could motivate that literally is like a little like road and a little path to constructive criticism so when someone feels guilty about a certain action or a certain thing that they did they can actually take that information and they can use it as a motivative constructive outlet to change and this usually helps people avoid any type of further mental health issues from anxiety and depression and stuff guilt actually can go 50 50. if someone feels guilty obviously they'll feel bad for their emotions but guilt like has the key to literally changing your mindset and changing everything about you shame however is completely different when it comes to shame shame could literally focus on something in someone that is very quote unquote bad. So when someone feels shamed, they feel like there is something specifically wrong with them. That's where shame comes. So guilt has like a pathway of really exploring how you can better yourself. That's where guilt, guilt usually, if you're feeling guilty, you do have a way of using that guilt and using it in a constructive manner and become a better person. When it comes to shame, however, shame feels very personal. Shame feels like you are you are wrong as a person. There is something wrong inside of you. So then it comes with a feeling of unworthiness and then that where it just explodes into depression. But when it comes to the outcomes 
of shame and guilt, even though it, it can literally have two different effects on people, shame and guilt, but the outcome of guilt and shame not being heard or not being, I guess, tended to by the person, it can have really, really negative outcomes when it comes to your life, not just in depression, but it can come out in anger, aggression, uh, withdrawals from your friends, from your family, a negative outlook on life. Um, just It'll just be a problem in your relationships if you do not like manage your guilt and your shame. If you don't manage it, if you don't process it, if you don't see it for what it is, which is just your mind trying to tell you what timeline it should be, <laughs> um, it, it's going to trickle down into your life in a very, very like tense way. And when I say tense, it's to the point where like, for a lot of people who are in this bubble of shame and in this bubble of guilt and they haven't really walked into this shame or guilt, they haven't really expressed it or really, you know, lift the hood of game and of like, you know, shame and guilt and just trying to figure out what it is and how to process it. Um, it literally like no one wants to be around somebody like that at all. Anybody who has this like negative yucky feeling of like, oh, I feel guilty about this. I feel shame about this. Yes, everyone feels that way. but. To stay in that particular mindset or to stay in that area of like negative feelings of shame and guilt, it's not good for you. It's not good for anybody, really. And I think we have to, again, come to terms and understanding that we're going to feel guilty and we're going to feel shame in our life, regardless of what we do or regardless of who we're interacting with, whether it's with family, friends, coworkers, or even just ourselves we are going to feel these feelings. And when you do feel these feelings of shame and of guilt, it's understanding that this is a normal part of human life, that this is actually a normal everyday emotion. And instead of pushing it aside, which I feel like that is the worst thing that you can do, but we're taught to push it aside. But if you push guilt and if you push push shame aside and without really properly analyzing it, because sometimes when we feel guilt and shame, yes, it could be ourselves, but most often it could also be a projection of somebody else trying to make us feel guilty or make us feel shameful in ourselves. But usually whenever we feel those type of emotions, we don't even give it the time of day to process and to sit with it because if it feels yucky, we don't want to sit in it. We just want to push it aside and just leave. But research does show that when you actually take the time, you give shame or you give guilt or you give sadness or anything, a seat at the table of literally explaining to yourself why you feel this certain way. And in what ways can you kind of pull yourself out of it when you actually give yourself that control or that freedom to really look at this shame or guilt of things that you wish you could have done or things that you sh you know should have happened but didn't and you know it's so on and so forth there's so many things but understanding that one this is a natural part of life everyone feels this way and two, whenever you feel these feelings, look at them as an invitation of growth. If you feel shameful about something, then it's probably an area for you to look at. It's probably something that you need to dissect and look and feel why you feel this way in a certain place or in this certain time with this certain person or a circumstance or something like that. Because there's value in guilt and shame. If you really know how to work with it, and working with guilt and shame 
is literally sitting down and analyzing it. It's sitting down, looking at why are you feeling guilty or shameful for this certain thing or circumstances or a person said or, or things that haven't been met and really analyzing it, looking at it for what it is. And it's just an expectation that you put on yourself that is not being met and you starting to feel a certain way about it. But if you can take the story, if you could just take the story of guilt and shame and just use it to your advantage, use it as data, use it as a way of like, okay, this is me still learning as a human. And because remember, understand that we are constantly learning. We are always changing and evolving. It doesn't matter how old we are. We don't stop learning like when we graduate, you know, school or get go to college or something like that. After we go to college or go into the real world, like when you go into the real world, that is where the learning really starts. We're always learning. We're always changing and we're always going to better ourselves. But it's in the way that we do it. If we experience shame and guilt and we're going to push it aside because we don't want to deal with it and we don't want to figure out why we feel this way and just you know, peruse on through life, like as if nothing is wrong, you're just going to have like this heavy load and burden on you throughout your whole life. And that's just going to express itself in a very, very negative, angry way. Shame and guilt are very important things that need to be not just addressed, but they also need to be shown love and care and attention to and understanding that these are human emotions But these emotions of like the negative yucky emotions are the most important ones because these are the ones that are going to make you become the better person. These are the ones that are going to give you the life lessons that you need. These are the ones that are going to actually motivate you and transform you into somebody that you want to become. And I hope that if you're listening to this, understand that it is totally okay to feel shame and guilt. But What's not okay is you pushing it under the rug and pretending that it doesn't exist so that you don't address it and you're just going to move on through life. That, my friend, is a recipe for disaster because it will meet you like down the road of life. It's like you will be caught in the fork in the road and shame and guilt will be right there and they will knock on your door until you decide to let them in and just process everything that's in there. And it's not as scary as people lead to believe. I feel like that's another thing. People are so afraid to admit when they feel shame and when they feel guilt. And I hope that we live in a day where we don't have to have this stigma <laughs> of saying that crap, I, you know, I don't want to express that I feel like crap or that I'm having a bad day or that, you know, I feel shameful for this and for that. I feel like the, the more people actually say this, the better off everybody is going to be because everybody's going to just relate. And that's the whole purpose of human life, right? We're all the same. Like we're all experiencing different emotions, but then we're all experiencing the same emotions. You know, we're all experiencing happiness, joy, sadness, fear, guilt, excitement. We're the whole spectrum as human beings, but we have the wherewithal and the intelligence to when we do experience not just the joyful moments, but the not so joyful moments, the yucky moments, the moments that make us feel uncomfortable. Instead of pushing them away, it's allowing them to just have a seat at the table of your wellness and understanding to use them to your advantage into becoming a better person. So that is, I think, not really so much the resolution that I have, but I think it's more like an awareness of 
whenever I feel the sense of guilt and shame come up this year for me, and regardless of where, when, and this year, whether it's the beginning, the middle, or the end, but if I ever feel a sense of shame or a sense of guilt or a sense of sadness that I am not doing the best that I can, my resolution, I guess, is to give it a seat at the table, is to have them come over, gate, you know, guilt and shame and all of that stuff, just to have them come over, give them a place, give them a safe space to just vent and to just allow me to figure out exactly what is it that I need to do in order to be a better person for myself and for my family and to just use it as data and to just move it on. Now, is this going to be easy? Absolutely not. Like, I'm not expecting this to be easy. <laughs> you know, I'm expecting this to be very cringe, you know, because again, this is very uncomfortable. This is the work that nobody wants to do, but I am going to give myself permission to actually do the work. And it's not going to be pretty. It's going to feel yucky, but I know in the long run that it, this is going to be something that's going to help me, not just as a human being, but just as, you know, a mom, a wife, a writer, just as everything, as an all-encompassing person who just wants to be able to do better for not just myself, but for the world around me. And I hope that if you're listening to this and you are feeling some type of way of sh of like shame or guilt or all of that stuff, it's one, it's normal. And two, it is a blessing in disguise. Because if you're experiencing that, that is literally an opportunity for you to become a better version of yourself. But that's only if you have the strength and the courage to just sit down with the negative emotions and figure out what do I value? What do I want to do next? And how am I going to use this to become better? So I hope that you loved this episode. Um, again, I'm going to be trying to post more consistently, you know, <laughs> I'm hoping um, this year I'm just going to have some type of consistent basis. Um, Another awesome news, I am going to be co-hosting with Mariana at What the Health Podcast. If you are interested in listening to some awesome wellness tips from a cool scientist, um, I'm going to be putting the link of the podcast on the show notes. I uh, also am on Medium and Substacks. If you guys are interested in reading some cool stuff on wellness, mental health, and just everyday life. Could definitely go to Substacks. You could definitely go to Medium. I have all of my written work there. Or you could follow me on social media, which is at Kim Delaro. I am everywhere from threads to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Like I'm all over the place. So <laughs> you could definitely look me up on social media. Or if you, you know, want to be super old school, you go to KimberlyDelarosa.com. You can sign up to the email newsletter right there. You can also sign up to the newsletter on Medium and Substacks. I'm very flexible and wherever you want to get any type of cool wellness information straight to your inbox, definitely sign up. And I am looking forward to an awesome new year and I'm wishing you an incredible, incredible 2024. So I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.